Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. And thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, pleasure to have you. Uh, and uh, all of our listeners uh, who have been with us over the last 1,500 or so interviews that we've done on a wide variety of topics here at Exit Coach Radio. And we're going to, uh, to move on to my next guest, who is Dolores Hirschman. Uh, Dolores uh, has a firm called Masters in Clarity, and they're a full-service digital agency that believes being a favorite brand is more valuable than just being a famous one. Let me say that again. They believe that being a favorite brand is more valuable than just being a famous one. They craft beautiful, uh, beautifully useful, connected ecosystems that grow businesses and build enduring relationships between brands and humans. And she has a really interesting story about how she got into business. So I'll bring you on now, Dolores. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Bill. Can I hire you to introduce me for the rest of my life? Sure. <laughs> sure thing. It, it, you um, you have a, a beautiful a beautiful website, uh, and it's it's very interesting. Um, you how you got into this business? Tell her. Can we start off with that story? Absolutely. So so we focus on helping our clients communicate effectively and clearly. And you know, in the journey of 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 getting here, one of the the main thing that that led me to to launching Masters in Clarity was as a TEDx organizer, we would have an application to receive speakers for our event every year. We, we run one of the largest events here in the East Coast. I was leading that event. And I was surprised because I would hop on, on calls with people so they would tell me more about their work. And it would take them over 20 minutes to tell me about their work. And if you know anything about TED and TEDx, you can't speak on stage for more than 18. So clarity, succinctness, and straightforwardness was not their strength. And so that's where I started realizing how hard it is for people to clearly communicate their message and then grow their business and get the attention they need. Very interesting. And so um, the story I was talking about, though, was also um, you, your husband, uh, oh, yes. lost his employment, right? And and so you were uh, you were thinking about a lot of this stuff, but all of a sudden you you were forced into action. It sounds like absolutely. So yeah, so I, I'm a mom of four, um, and I've always had a privilege and the, and the, and I'm grateful for it that for most of the the years when the kids were young, I was second brand winner. I was a the fun income, right? And so I was able to explore my own, my own skill sets and develop. 
And so, yeah, just as you said, Bill, you know, my husband, it's complicated, but he lost his job. It's actually a family business, so it's actually not one of those that I lost my job and I'll go get another one. There's a lot of non-competes, and we actually are in an actual lawsuit. <laughs> um, but it was literally one of those things that he looked at me and he said, Tag, you're it. You, you, now it's up to you to grow your business. And he's like, I was like, I'm a coach. Like, it doesn't work that way. And, 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 then he, and honestly, it was a whole month of, of crying in my pillow um, and not believing that I could. Um, but that next month, and I will never forget, it was January 1st, 2017, when most people are still partying, I was wrapping my head around how am I going to double my revenue this month. And it was very specific. I need to double the amount of cash that will come in that month so that I could pay the mortgage of the house and all the other expenses. It wasn't like an aspirational doubling. I needed X amount of cash. Um, mm-hmm. And what I, what I did, which, you know, ended up propelling Masters in Clarity, is that I got really clear on what we added, the value that we added for our clients, and we actually got really clear of what are some problems that we can actually solve? We call it the done for you. That's what you're, you're referred to as the agency. Um, well, we can actually solve the client's problem because there are a lot mm-hmm. of coaches and strategists out there that will tell you what to do. And then you sit down and do it and you want to hit your head against the wall because you don't know what, how to do it. Like we don't have questions, but we want to do something and then we get stuck, right? So for pretty much every hour of coaching or strategy that you get from me, you will get two or more hours with my team doing the work with you or for you. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. So I know that uh, some of the things that you do are to help people to, number one, be clear, be very clear, that's Mm -hmm. Masters in Clarity, uh, about the message that they convey. And you call it the TED way. I think, you know, all of our listeners know what TED Talks are, but what is the TED way? What, what What is that process? Yeah, and that's inspired, in again, in my work as a TEDx organizer, which I had to figure out very quickly. I, I learned two things. Number one is how many of the speakers I wanted to speak on my stage um, were doing amazing work, but were not clear on how to communicate it. That's lesson number one. And so we needed to start uh, reading between the lines of these messy applications to find undiscovered jewel speakers, right? And so then I had to help them get ready for a TEDx and become incredibly clear and powerful in under 18 minutes. So to do that, I created a framework, which I call the TED way. It's, it's a framework of speaking that gets you to hone in on the value that you add to the world and, and, and use imagery and metaphor for your audiences to really get it um, almost immediately. So talking, talking in word pictures, so to speak, and let people, helping yeah. people because people, people um, receive communications in what all different ways, right? Some are vi- mm-hmm. visual and some some are auditory, but certainly in a in a TED talk, I would imagine there's a wave of um, uh, just like there are in all talks, a wave of attention. Uh, yeah. Uh, where it's very high at, at certain points and very low. So there's a lot of psychology to that, isn't there? Absolutely, and and in the and so in the in the in the framework that I've designed for this, it it takes the 
I help the, the communicator, the speaker, you know, break down their message into seven parts. And the first one is meet your audience where they are. Don't start talking about you and your work until you prepare their brain to receive it. So it's almost like there's a, there's a diplomacy on communication on that you have to prepare your audience's brain before you, um, you teach them something or you pitch or you talk about your work. And, you know, most speakers begin by introducing themselves. I always say, you know, I say gently, but nobody cares who you are until you give them a reason <laughs> to care. So, so start by connecting with where they are, what they are struggling with, what is it going on in their head, then, then give them an idea or, 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 um, or, or something they can wrap their head around that maybe it's of interest of them, and then you're going to have given them a reason to care about who you are or want to know who you are. Very interesting. So, yeah, so um, people are, I guess, conditioned more and more these days to kind of tune out before they, you know, they need to be, they need to be uh, uh, coerced to tune in in some ways these days. Yeah. Uh, we have so many messages coming at us, right, on a regular basis. Um, one of the interesting things uh, I read on your website was how you design a growth strategy that's aligned with who your client is as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. so that so that they they're working from their their highest and best use or their their highest energy place, and so everything flows more naturally. And I find that so many business owners I talk to are forced to be the CEO, but not chief executive officer, chief everything officer. And so they find themselves <laughs> yeah. dealing with a, a lot of stuff that they really don't want to do, that, that wasn't their passion. So what happens when people, when you find uh, people like that and you're able to um, help them focus on what flows naturally for them? Yes, and, and, and that was part of my journey as I doubled my business because of my own personal financial situation, um, it, it came to a point that I needed to ask myself, and this is what I have my clients ask themselves, is like, of all the things that you do in your business right now, I would say make a list and circle those that you actually get excited about. Those You, you have fun doing them. They come easy. You almost lose track of time. You know those things that when you're doing them, you're just floating. And so... That's what I call your brilliance. And the goal is to design your business. And this is not, you don't need money for this. You, you just need strategy. Is that you need to design your business to spend 70 or 80% of your time in the zone of brilliance. And then the rest of the time in your excellence. And then what you should let go of is things that you are good at, but you're not great at, that you could do, but it's not great. And then there's things that we might not realize, but that we are actually incompetent. Let me give you an example. Last week I was doing a launch, and I'm a helper at heart. I always want to help, right? And so I was, I was the main speaker. I was like the, the, the person facilitating the room and, and presenting. We, were like, we had hundreds of people and all that stuff. But I would, I'm, I'm a multitasker. Sometimes I shouldn't, but I would read <laughs> Facebook comments and say, hey, where can I find the link for this? Or where? And so I was literally facilitating the room and answering in Facebook because, because I felt that they needed to be answered, right? 
And finally, one of my team members said to me, please stop. <laughs> like, you are great at being the speaker and the facilitator. Let us handle the, quest, the Q&A in the chat. Uh, because I was giving the wrong information. <laughs> um, so sometimes, yes, we, we might want to be the chief of everything. Um, and we might actually be hurting the business. Certainly, um, as uh, in, in our listener base, Dolores, that we have a lot of people that are saying, I want to be, I want to sell my business or transfer it to someone else. I want to get out of the day-to-day mm-hmm. in the next, let's say, three to five years. And so, yeah, yeah, that's one of the first things we say is, well, we need to list out everything that you do and start figuring out what you should be doing. Let's, let's say we recast you as the president of a large multinational company, what would you be expected mm-hmm. to do in that company as president? Certainly not uh, change the copier um, toner um, you. or, you know, <laughs> that'd probably be off your list. So, so it's really a question. And, and as you say, you know, once they find out what they're um, really gets them excited and what they're good at, um, it doesn't feel like work so much anymore. Um, and so that's, that's a trick. You know, a, a, an excellent way for people that are thinking about transitioning out of their business to start doing so right away. And then you also have something where you say you need to then take consistent action towards implementing mm-hmm. that strategy and growing your business. Uh, and then you have something called the mum skills. Now, tell us a little bit about what that is. The the the, the mum skills. Uh huh. M U M U M. It says. And you, uh, um, uh, well, I think it, here's what it is, is that as we start finding our own brilliance, um, and it doesn't stop with us, because when we build a business and we have all of our team members in operating in their brilliance with clear, what I call, you know, the, the SOPs, which I know you do a lot of that work with your clients, because without SOPs, you can't transition out or exit or, or delegate, Right. Um, and so uh, it's it's just the process of helping people and the company run without you. And in the mom spaces, you know, I have four kids. You know, I, I always talk to my my with my husband is that if by eighteen the our kids can't survive, then we've done something wrong. So it's more about mm-hmm. you know the the mom role of stepping down. And, and it's, it's torture because you watch them fumble or fail or, or, or get frustrated. And it's, and, and it's the same for our team. It's holding the space for their learning um, so that you can't step out. But every time we go save the day, like the, you know, the chief everything officer, every time we go save the day, we are delaying the exit strategy. And in our case, we delay the Exit strategy as well. They're they're going out into the world. I don't want boomerang kids. That's that's a brilliant um, brilliant statement. Every time we save the day, we're we're delaying our exit. That is yeah. really that's so true. And um, and a lot of owners think, well, but by the time by the time I teach someone else how to do this, I could have done it three times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but right? Yeah, and that is true. And there's a truth. But here's the thing. By the time you teach this, you might have done it three times. But if you teach it to one person who can teach it to another person, you will never do it again. So you might do it three times in once, um, but then you'll never do yes. it again for the rest of your life. 
And uh, the and of course, as as our listeners are transitioning towards um, selling or exiting their business, they they need to be busy in preparing for that new task, which is completely different than running your business. And uh, so, when you talk about strategies for for clear growth, um, I think that's very very important for our listeners to to uh, uh, recognize that. For a lot of them, the only way they're going to get out of their business in the next three to five years is to grow their way out because they've been yeah. running their business like a lifestyle uh, business, and it's not as valuable as they think to the outside world, so they really need to be working on that. So what are some of the steps that you take, and how, do you, uh, how often do you communicate with your, your, your clients? Um, how does it look when they engage you for, for some of these uh, services? Absolutely. So I run my company on a methodology that in, includes a lot of what we've been talking about, Bill, but I put everything under what we call the idea method, which touches on the clarity of messaging, touches on the systems to run the company, you know, and delegate. It touches on what we call trust funnels, but we don't talk about sales funnels, um, proprietary systems, business model, etc. It's nine layers of clarity. So when a client comes and starts working with us, the first thing we do is we do a clarity assessment. We, and again, this is what I did to grow exponentially when my situation needed me to, is that we, we break down the company into the nine layers of clarity and we assess from one to 10 what is working and what is not so that we don't start, first of all, so we, we, we don't throw the baby in the bathwater because I'm just entrepreneurs say, Everything's not work. Nothing's working, right? Say, well, that's not really true. Uh, but they don't they don't have the the knowledge or the the clarity to break down the parts. So first thing is to get a clarity assessment, see what we need to focus on first, and then we start focusing on that part. Let's say sales and growth. Then we go into the trust funnel and see what's your marketing and sales strategy. How are you engaging, nurturing, and closing your clients? And it may be that that is what I call the pebble in the shoe. That's what's bothering them, not enough sales. But maybe it's not a sales problem, but it's a nurturing problem or it's a product problem. So whatever you start in the clarity process, it will lead you to the next immediate part of the business I need to focus on. Excellent. So they may start from a variety of different places, but they're going to they end up going around the wheel, right? Or around the wheel with exactly. uh, with you. They, yeah. they end up touching all, pretty much all the layers of clarity. Now, on your website, uh, mastersandclarity.com, um, you have all kinds of ways for people to learn and get in touch and uh, sign up for workshops and appointments and all kinds of different things. You have a, a lot of information and you've published a lot of information. Uh, what's what's next for you? What do you what's next on your uh, on your busy agenda? Uh, um, so looking forward to in what I, what we're working on. So one of the things, and I love that you're an exit specialist. I sold one part of my business last two years ago now um, because I'm a creator. I believe that at heart I'm a creator. So I I create more products than I that I will ever grow inside of my business. So one of the things that I'm working on is, first of all, teaching other business owners that are very creative and they are, they, 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 their brilliance is to create new products. And sometimes the companies don't need, 
they don't need more products, but they that's what they love to do. So I help them use the companies as, as labs to pilot products and then sell them to companies that might not be great at creation, uh, at, at product development, specifically in the service industry. Um, and then next for me is by end of 2021, I I'm going to launch my uh, biz Clarity Business Coaching Certification. Um, I'm going to help people learn the idea method and use the idea method and our proprietary system and our, all of our content, license all of our content so that they can, you know, um, open a business coaching uh, practice right away without having to do all of the work of content creation, et cetera. That's fantastic. Well, you're you're very busy, and again, in in kind of an era of uh, let's call it confusion, <laughs> there's so many there's so <laughs> many um, marketing platforms and messages and thoughts about branding and uh, you know going. Do you uh, do you go virtual? There's so much going on. It would really behoove anyone um, to to talk with you, Dolores, and, and your team and, and learn more about how they can become really clear uh, because I think that the world uh, really responds to that. So mastersinclarity.com is the website. And Dolores, uh, there's tons. Again, go there and learn more and get, get engaged and get involved with Dolores Hirschman and her team. Thank you, Dolores. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today and really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk again sometime in the future. Bill, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.